We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. You can now take KRBN Internet News Talk Radio with you on your mobile phone as we are making it easier to listen to the great hosts here on KRBN, including our very own West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Bozovich. It's free and available on Google Play. Just look for player.fm. That's player.fm and search for KRBN. Live from Lane County, Oregon, it's the Bose No Show with your host, West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Bozovich. And now, here's Jay. Welcome again to another exciting, thrill-packed episode of the Bo's No Show. And obviously, what you're seeing on screen is not Jay looking a little bit different. Jay is still on vacation right now. And so, guest hosting today, by the way, I am Robin. I'm the producer at KRBN. And this is Miss Joe Ray Perkins, who is the uh, uh, nominee for U.S. Senate. Welcome, Joe Ray. Thank you, Robin. Well, we'll just call this the Joe Nose. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Nose, though, yes. We're going to play some charades today. <laughs> Do yeah. people want to play charades anymore? I don't know. Yeah, you realize that's going to be on one of those posters or whatever. Since I know. I'm in trouble now, aren't I? Somebody's going to clip that. I have to be careful. Yes. When, you're, when you are a quote-unquote public figure, see, I should be talking like this so that I always have a nice smile. And it can't, uh, they can't get me with any weird looks on my face. Congratulations, you are now a team. Yeah, well, uh, I, I almost posted something the other day about a certain elected person with her eyebrows, and I, well, I did it basically, so I did on her Twitter feed because uh, she, I think she might have had some plastic surgery done. I'm not quite sure about that, but. Um, Let's just say that her eyebrows are in a perpetual mode of appear. <laughs> that sounds pretty scary. Yeah, you you've seen you've seen the person of which I'm referring, but I will be nice because I can be. And I actually am a very nice person. Well, welcome everybody to uh the Joe Nose sitting in for Bo's nose yep. today. Appreciate it. I hope that we do get some people viewing. I actually have my laptop in front of me, so I'm going to be kind of going back and forth here because it's really kind of a challenge for me to sit still. So, yeah, um, challenge. I'm going to jump in here for just a second because. Go ahead. Love, um, not Facebook. Well, I love Facebook too. Um, I clicked the go live button and it said okay. Then it quit. But we're now we're now live. Well, we're live anyways on on. Uh, uh, on Caribbean, but simulcasting on Facebook. So we are good now. The technical issues are done. Okay, cool. So now we are live on Facebook. So I can drop, I'm going to drop the screen. Maybe yeah. to my laptop. 
So I have multiple monitors going on here. I'm going to be getting, I think I'm going to be getting lovely, lovely language. Great English skills. I plan on purchasing a new computer. It will actually be a desktop. And a friend of mine that's been helping with the technical side of my world suggested it. It's going to be a lot more powerful than the laptop. So uh, we'll see. Well, I have to decide if it's going to be working. My laptop has really been dragging a lot. Earlier today, I closed like 50 windows. Or maybe that was last time. I went, oh, no wonder. <laughs> That'll do it. So that's your technical tip for the day, people. If your computer is dragging, close your windows. Those of us that like to do multi multitasking, um, it's really hard. That's why so I have monitors. I have three different monitors. See, and I just froze. She did. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a program that I found, especially if you use Chrome, it's called the Great Suspender. And what it does is that you can set it up so if you're not using a tab, it'll actually suspend it until you need it. Oh, wow, that's cool. I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. Thank you for that technical uh, tip there. Well, let's see here. Let's talk a little bit about some current events and what is going on. One of the things that I want to talk about is the mask. So, Robin, earlier today I did a little test, and I'm not going to do it again. Um, I, I don't have the one N95 mask that I was hoping to get, and uh, so I used one of these. I used one of these. What's the difference? This one is blue. I believe that this one is the ID95. This one, I'm trying to remember where in the world. Oh, I got this one when we were at Costco last week. My husband was trying on glasses. And then I have a homemade one that my daughter made. Nice. So, think of these three, Robin, which one do you think was uh, the most, created the most toxicity and which one created the least as far as the CO2 that I was breathing back in? I would say the homemade one was the easiest one, okay. but, and the one on with the right the blue one. Yeah, the one in your right arm, I, I would say, would be the worst. This one was the worst. Um, this one, the monitor that I bought, uh, I didn't know it maxed out at five thousand parts per million. I might have ponied a couple more dollars. But it maxed out at 5,000 parts per million, which said uh, it, it was reading, it was definitely had to be over 5,000 because it just kept going, um, freaking out on me, very hazardous, or it was hazardous. So 5,001 parts per million, according to the booklet that I have, it's hazardous to your health. This one, the homemade one, was the second worst. This one was up over 3,000, I believe it would hit 3,900 parts per million. And according to the little book from Top, that's the monitor that I bought. There we go. Here's the monitor, which I'm actually going to return it to the beauty of Amazon because it doesn't read higher than 5,000. But it says very unhealthy um, from 2,501 parts per million to 5,000 parts per million. And this cheap one that I got at um, Costco that they handed to us the other day, um, actually was the least hazardous to my health. But, and it ranged, I don't think it hit 2,000 
but it was still in the unhealthy range. Right. So um, it, I, I point this out because the the idea of the of the masks. And by the way, this is not a mask. This is a face covering. This is a face covering. The other one is a face covering. A mask is an N95 is technically a mask to let anyone. The those are designed for breathing into contaminated air. Um, the filter that you are breathing in, um, there's a little filter, and I believe that that is to filter the air that you are inhaling and you're exhaling out bad stuff. So just kind of an FYI, that is uh, a post from somebody who actually has an OSHA uh, certification for testing air quality. So I encourage people to go out there and do their own research. Now, here's the thing. I know that Governor Kate Brown has decided that she has the power and the authority to mandate that every business require that their patrons wear a face mask. Unless you have respiratory problems, then you don't need one. So this brings up an interesting question in my mind. Robin, who are the very people that they told us are most at risk? Uh, people with lung, uh, lung issues over 60 and diabetic. Okay, so you are not required to wear a face mask in a business if you have respiratory issues. Correct. So the category wherein they say you don't have to wear one is the category that probably might want to wear one. I just thought that was really interesting when I heard that on the news this morning. I, that was one of my little head scratchers. If a person, if you are, if you feel more comfortable and wearing a mask and you feel like you are doing the right thing, I'm okay with it. doesn't bother me in the least. We get so many conflicting bits of news out there that it's really hard to um, really dissect and and figure out what is true and what's not true. That's why I bought a CO2 sensor because I saw somebody else do this on a video the other day and I thought, well, I'll try it out for myself because I'm one of these people, I'm curious, I like to know these things. Right. so when it hit 5,000, which was very unhealthy, um, probably was in the hazardous zone again because it stopped at 5,000, um, it makes me question. And it was extremely warm inside that mask. That was very warm. So it's just one of those things that I ask the questions I, I'm curious about. Again, if the, if the N95 mask, it protects you from what you're breathing in but not what you're breathing in. Out. And what they're trying to tell us is that when we wear this little handy-dandy mask, that we are protecting other people because um, the contaminants are staying inside, except for the problem is I am actually breathing out the contaminants. And this one here, I guarantee you, I'm breathing out the contaminants. And I'm also, and why am I saying that? Because the... Uh, I, I'm going to guess, and I don't know because I don't know for sure if this is uh, IV95 or not. Mask, talking those things. Um, what size the micron holes are. 
and that's the other thing is how big are, what, how big is the holes in the fabric? We have to know this information. You know, are these even doing anything? Uh, because it has to be smaller than the micron size of the virus that we're trying to protect ourselves and others from. The other side of that is, is that we cannot continually protect ourselves from all the contaminants out there in the world. If we do, we actually reduce our um, immune system. So I think it's really important for people to understand that. So bottom line, I don't think that the government should be telling business owners that you have to do this. I think sanitizing everything in the world is unhealthy for us. Um, I think that if you're sick, stay home. Right. If you're hacking out your lungs, stay home. Um, otherwise, we should be able to live our lives. They're trying to destroy our country, and we need to ask ourselves, really, what is going on? I don't... I. Well, if I can kind of jump in there, two points real quick. The first one kind of goes along with your explanation about the mass. It's basically a spittle catcher. Yeah. And so it's not going to protect you from somebody else, you know, by wearing one. You're just going to kind of catch whatever spittle, but you're correct, depending on how porous it is, depends on how effective it is over time. But the more you close the, um, the pores in it, the harder it is to breathe, which, like you say, causes problems. Um, mm-hmm. and I can't wear one for very long because of my lungs. Um, the second thing is, is that right now I feel it's kind of a wasted effort. In fact, in a way it kind of torques me off a little bit about the government governor wanting to require everybody to wear masks in public spaces. If we didn't have, and I know this isn't going to be a popular opinion, if we didn't have all these people that were rioting and protesting in large groups, it's kind of like, I'm sorry, the horse is out of the barn. It doesn't do any good to lock it right now. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't. And the viruses that are out there are out there, and we've talked about this in the past. And uh, use good hygiene. That's really the bottom line. And if you're sick, stay home. People are freaking out. This is allergy season in Oregon for a lot of people. And so, my gosh, you sneeze, and people are having a, a, practically having a heart attack because, oh, my gosh, you sneeze near me. Well, maybe it's just an allergic reaction to the pollen in the air. Just a guess. But a lot of people, especially in the Mid-Willamette Valley, they have um, allergic reactions to all the grass food that we have here. So don't freak out, people. The governor... Uh, months ago said that Oregon is not going to reopen until we have a cure or vaccine or after July 6th. Well, we know it's not going to happen on July the 6th because she just shut down more of the state. But at least she didn't tell businesses that they have to be closed. Thankfully, she didn't do that. Um, she threatened it. Did she? Yeah. In uh, yesterday's press release, and I think uh, reiterated today that if wearing the masks in businesses does not affect the numbers, then she may be forced to close restaurants and bars again. Which I don't think is, like I said, I think it's a moot point right now. And, you know, what, what's that going to do? We've already, you know, how many people go to restaurants and bars at, at once versus the thousands of people that were on the freeway 
you know, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's really frustrating to, uh, to have that, that threat. I'm, I actually, I'm amazed because, uh, we have this, we have two new recall petitions out. But I guess that Governor Brown thinks that she is immune and doesn't believe that the recall petition is going to be successful this time. And I have a feeling that we are going to get enough signatures. People are pretty ticked. They want to be able to work. They, they want to be able to provide for their families. Um, so to even make these kinds of threats is absolutely insane. It really is. I'm pulling up the, the most recent COVID numbers, and unfortunately, uh, because I use an ad blocker, it uh, doesn't like it likes to tell me I have to subscribe to all these places that I don't need to subscribe. So, so here's the thing. The newest numbers from the Oregon Health Authority Here we go. Maybe I won't get, if I go to the Oregon Health Authority versus uh, a news source, let's see what they have to say. Oregon Health Authority, um, I think we looked at this last week, but here's some news numbers, assuming I can find them. There we go. Alrighty, as of 12.01 a.m., total cases 8,931, total deaths 208, Positive test, 8,525 positive tests. Wait a minute. 8,525 positive tests and 8,931 positive cases. Um, those include cases confirmed by diagnostic testing and presumptive cases. So they are presuming that there's a lot of people that have the COVID that haven't been it has been tested. There have been 242,954 people um, tested. So I'm do the numbers again. 8,900, not 41, 31, 89, 31. I'm going to divide that by the total number of people that have been tested in Oregon as of 9:01, as of 12:01 a.m. this morning. It is 0.0367% of the population that has picked up a slight amount has the has tested positive. Right. And how many people had it and didn't know it? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We know how many. So we have total cases. We have total deaths. And so, so alrighty. So then, does this mean that I'm going to subtract? Um, the uh, from 8931, the 205 people, so 8,726 people might have recovered. We don't know. The numbers are not clear on this, but let's take the 208 people and let's divide it by the total number of positive and presumptive cases. Point zero. I got to do that number again. It doesn't look right. This is how I roll. 208 people divided by 8 all clear. 208 people divided by 8,931 
So 0.0232% of people that have been confirmed as having COVID-19 or maybe COVID-19 have passed away 0023 not 0.023% of the population. Wow. In Oregon. So in other words, if I subtract 100 from that, it means that I have a 99.97671% of surviving. And for that, we've shut down the entire state. Yeah. Reopening. For that, I am forced to wear a mask that, and they want us to wear an N95 mask that is legally a mask, which if you wear it too long, it can be hazardous to your health. Actually, they didn't come out and say, they just said face coverings. They didn't specify what type of mask it had to be, did they? Wait, did they just say face coverings? I'm sorry? It just said face coverings? As uh, far as I know. I, I don't know about the recent one, but I have to dig into a little bit dig- deeper. But even just face coverings can be uh, you can affect your oxygen levels. Well, yeah, it, it does. Requires. Yeah. Uh, and I'll even throw this out there to our listeners who can give us a call right now at 646-721-9887. And again, you can talk with Joe Ray about this topic or any other topic you'd like to talk about. Is two, two points again. Uh, first of all, I don't, I'm, I'd be very surprised if the governor shuts businesses down because it was, it was within two months that they were screaming about the lack of tax revenue. And secondly... Uh, I don't know about you. I'm in one of those quote-unquote high-risk categories. I am not going, if this is going to be the new normal, I am not going to participate. I'm not going to live in fear and cower behind a mask, quote-unquote, over this virus. I just yeah. I refuse to do it. I mean, I'll, I'll wear one from time to time out of courtesy to others, but I'm not going to live my life cowering. Well, yeah, that's, and, and, and we shouldn't have to. It does say statewide mask requirement goes in effect as of today. So um, there you have it. Well, on, on some other news that's going on, let's talk about um, Seattle a little bit. The police finally went in and cleaned out, um, cleaned out uh, CHOP. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Summer of Love. In the summer of love, I was just going to say that. <laughs> Two people died. A 14-year-old was critically injured. There's alleged rape. There's drug use. There was property damage. People were not able to go to work. It just does not make sense at all. So um, I'm glad that they went in there and they're cleaning it out. This idea of defunding the police is ludicrous. Yeah. They- the guy that um, of Black Lives Matter, the two top leaders are trained Marxists. And so people need to understand that this is all about destroying our republic. You need to know this. And this is one of the reasons, Robin, that I'm running for the U.S. Senate. I want to know that my grandchildren, the listeners out there, their children, grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, our next-door neighbor that they're going to have a country that we still have freedom. These people don't want you to have freedom. Right. 
And now, go ahead. What is the first duty of government? Protect the people. That is the number one role of the government is to protect the citizens. The federal government to protect us from um, our enemies, foreign and domestic. Our state government is to protect us from from those who want to do us harm. That's their number one job. Their job, and I'm, I'm looking around my desk again because I managed to not put my Oregon Constitution back where it belongs. Uh, I do have the U.S. Constitution right here. Um, pardon me while I get comfortable because that's what I do. Uh, the number one job is for them to protect us, to keep us safe. That is their role. Their job is not to give me a free bus ride. Correct. That, that's really not their role. Um, for people that don't drive, I, I, it's nothing against them. If the people vote for it and say, yeah, I don't mind paying more of my taxes in one form or another so that people can get a... Um, I just sent an email I'm gonna, I need to look at here real quick. Um, that want to get a free uh, bus, bus ride. Um, hold on. So I sent, I cannot say who I sent this email to. Uh, so I will keep that private. Um, the recommendations that everyone use common sense, the executive order. Um, is uh, set up to be enforced by um, Oregon Cell, Oregon Occupational Safety Health Administration OSHA, based on the theory that Oregon OSHA provides for workplace safety. So the idea is that the safety of workers on the premises depends on them wearing masks themselves, but also depends on their customers wearing masks. I don't see how Oregon OSHA can issue citations to customers but it will threaten businesses with citations unless they require customers to wear masks. It's a mess. Um, so this person says, use your own common sense. And so I stopped at a business today, and the business people had the mask on, and he said, I really don't care if you wear one or, or not. And I said, well, if OSHA shows up, I'll put one on, because I don't want you to get a fine, because I am choosing to not wear one. He doesn't like wearing one, but he's keeping himself from getting fined. And I, and I totally respect that. But, again, I'm looking at the health. You know, and this is occupational safety, health, safety and health. So um, Yeah, I, I personally don't see how this is all legal. Now yeah, it looks like Joe Ray is frozen. There she go. Oh, there was a move. Her head tilted. I blinked. I think she's still there. <laughs> yeah. I'm, did I did I did I fade away? Uh, you, yeah, you froze in time. That's <laughs> I gotta watch it. I watch it anyway. So that was the email that came in. All right. So Portland police called Tuesday protest riot release. Uh, let's see that one. There, there you go. Portland police called Tuesday protest riot. They released tear gas on the crowd. Um, the police response to Portland protest completely unacceptable, Oregon House Speaker says. Uh, that would be Tina Kotek. Um, a day-to-day recap of Portland protests on KGW. Portland protests continue for 20th consecutive day on Tuesday. Who are these people? 
Do they not have a life? Well, I can understand that people being locked down, you know, sheltering in place can kind of get on people's nerves, especially, you know, if they're not working or going to school or doing whatever. But what gets me is, first of all, how does this thing even start? It's like, uh, hey, Joe, Ray's got nothing to do. Let's go and uh, protest something. Um, we need an excuse. I mean, granted, you know, George Floyd was wrong. There are some police, you know, the, the theory about what Black Lives Matter is, is saying I agree with. There are some super cops out there, and they need the checks and balances. And yeah. I, but some officers try to, to help out, but they get blackballed, which means that the other officers won't respond to them if they need them. Okay, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. But we have businesses here in Eugene that, thanks to the, uh, uh, the closures, were struggling. But thanks to the destruction, we've got about a dozen businesses here in Eugene that they're gone. They're never... Either their buildings are thrashed or they're closed and gone forever. They're done. It's amazing how many for lease signs that I saw in businesses today as I went through town that have been here forever. Wow. Wow. That, that, that's really sad. Well, looking at this as a U.S. Senate candidate, for my opponent, and I, have, and I can be wrong, so please, somebody post on the Facebook page, if I am wrong, if I missed the post where Senator Merkley said that these rioters need to stop that they are wrong and these protests. Now, I am okay with peaceably protesting. Not a problem. It is Not constitutional. Absolutely constitutional. The, protest, the, the rioting is unconstitutional. It is illegal to incite violence. Uh, the shootings are illegal. Defacing and destroying other people's property is illegal underneath the laws of our land. The police need to be able to do their job. So as a U.S. senator, as I look at this, because people have said, well, Joe Ray, what are you going to do about it? Well, understanding that I am going to be one voice of a total of 535 voices between the House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate. Um, we cannot tell the mayors and the governors what to do because the state is sovereign until its own. It is the people within those cities and within the state to say, look, your job is to make sure that I am safe. And if you're going to defund the police, then I am going to make sure that I am fully armed, which legally you should be able to do anyway because the Constitution gives you that right. In fact, every state constitution also gives you the right to carry firearms to own, you know, to bear arms. You have that legal right according to the Constitution. So, uh, and I won't go into the constitutionality of taking away people's rights because I'm not 100% sure that I agree with those laws. Um, there's, there's too many rabbit trails for me to run down on that, so I'm not even going to go there. Um, so, I'm looking at it this way, is that the amount of horrible things that people in law enforcement see. Maybe they need to have more debriefing, be able to talk it out, um, counseling more often, where they can can let this stuff go. Uh, There's a gentleman named Dave Hayes. He's got a website, Training Medic, I think I mentioned him the last time. If people are dealing with with, um, stress 
trauma-related, work-related, law enforcement, EMT stuff. They see a lot of horrible things. I recommend you go to Dave's website. He's got a really great video on helping people learn how to release what they have seen from within their, their, their brain and, and how to put it into proper perspective. Uh, I listened to him teach about that several months ago. And I went, wow, that, it was just really, really neat. So I recommend people do that. But that's the type of things that people, our first responders, need to be able to have that type of ongoing um, debriefing to where they, where they can, can get this stuff out of their system because they retain it and it builds up. And I'm not saying that that's why the law enforcement officer that, uh, that, that did it, that allegedly killed George Floyd, I don't know what his deal was. Now people freak out because I just said allegedly. That is the proper term because he has not yet been found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. And until then, it is alleged. And we need to remember that in this country, you are presumed innocent unless found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. So, um, so from that standpoint, um, what can the federal government do? Uh, I think the best of the federal government can do is what President Trump has recommended. We've got the National Guard ready to stand by and to help out if you need help if things get out of control. That is the proper duty of the federal government to say we are your backup resource to the state that need the help. Um, but people, I can't tell them, Robin, what to believe. They have to learn for themselves by watching what is going on, they need to learn how to critically analyze what's going on. I think it's really important that they do that and decide what type of America do they want to live in. Do they want to live in America where if you do not agree with what the mob says, your life is in peril? Is that what they want? If that is what they want, then join in with the Marxist regime because that's what you're going to get. The problem is that they might turn on you if you don't toe the line. Exactly. Uh, and I just want to kind of say real quick for people tuning in, uh, I am Robin, the producer of the show, and Jay is, is on vacation. We'll be back next week, and our guest host is uh, Joe Ray Perkins, the U.S. Senate Re- Republican nominee. Um, Joe Ray, and by the way, you can give us a call at 646-721-9887. The number is up on the screen for those that uh, don't have a pen. I want to present this little scenario, you know, going back to what you're saying about guns. Um, you live in a large home, that, let's say figuratively, because I've been at your house. It's it's nice size, but it's not huge. <laughs> and you got a fence around there, and there's a peaceful, quote-unquote, peaceful protest going down the street. And uh, all of a sudden, they this protest um, opens your gate and goes into... Your yard. You probably know where I'm going with this. I know where you're going with that. Yeah. And now at that point, you know, when you have 20, 30, 40, 50 people coming into your yard to a fence gate and it's posted, are you going to consider that a peaceful protest and welcome them and go give them lemonade and cookies? No, I'm going to tell them they're trespassing that they need to leave my property. Um. Now, are they going to leave my property? Probably not. But we did just see there in St. Louis what happened. That was a gorgeous house, my gosh. Yes. Uh, and they went and got their 
their firearms, rightfully so. But, you know, and this is what's sad. This is the United States of America. People, this is the country that symbolizes freedom. And I love this country. When I talk to people that have immigrated from communist and socialist countries, their hearts are breaking. My heart is breaking. Their hearts are being shattered. They left their home country. They left their family. They left their friends. They left everything they knew and moved to a strange country. Many of them not even being able to hardly understand English because they wanted a better life for themselves. They wanted the freedom that they see we have. And now they are watching that freedom being given, and I mean given away. And is this what we want? If this is what you want, then with all due respect, I'm going to ask you to kindly pack your bag and go live in one of those countries. And I'm dead serious about that. This country was founded on the proposition that all men are created equal and that we have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We have the right to freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to protest against our government peaceably, freedom to go to our government if we have a grievance, those are our, that's just the First Amendment. That's the right that you have. You have the right to be secure in your person, which means you have the right to be secure within your home. You have the right to tell law enforcement they may not enter your dwelling without proper notification and proper warrant. They cannot just come in and search your place without a warrant. You have the right to not self-incriminate yourself in a court of law. You have that right. Those are legal rights given to you. And do you want to give that up? Do you really want to give that up? We need to stop and think about this. Take a look at what has happened in Venezuela. Look at the history. Look at the history of that. It is really sad when you look at it. So what are you willing to give up? So the question is, how is it that these, all of these, Robin, all of these riots, broke out across the country simultaneously. I believe it was planned. This could not be a coincidence that all of these riots started on virtually, relatively close on the same day, right? It, uh-huh. has, it has to have been planned. Yeah. There's, there's, no, there's, just, there's just no way around it. Um, I'm going to go. I'm, I was just looking to see. We don't have any comments over there on your page. I'm going to go to my page and tell people to call in. I know before we had a person call, and I haven't heard from Carol for a really long time. Maybe I hope she's doing okay. I yeah. called in a couple of years ago. Um, okay. I know you posted it. Oh, come on. My computer is freezing. Yeah. And then when I'm freezing out, and, and by the way, I'm hardwired in. So, um, it's really weird. That's why we're getting. That's why there's a new computer coming. And that's right. why that new cell phone tax, so people out in the rural area can have broadband. Don't yeah. get me started on that. 
Okay, so I'm going to edit the post. 646-721-9887. Editing post. And people can just, when they call the number, they'll... Recording says press one if you'd like to talk with the host, or you can just listen to that number two, which we do have people that do just call and listen. Um, what's that number again, Robin? 646 721 987. 987. Operators, aka Joe Ray and Robin, are standing by. Yeah, actually, I'm sitting. Uh, actually, I'm sitting. I'm not standing. <laughs> yeah, going kind of touching on your point a little bit too about the massive amount of people. It's interesting that I agree with you know the way to get um, in your message across is of course is a people's peaceful protest. I know sometimes that carries a weight. I am just flabbergasted on how the government is bending over backwards for mob rule. Yes. Well, and who is it? They're Democrats. They're Democrats. And there are some good Democrats out there. Not all Democrats are horrible people. And there's some bad Republicans out there. Uh, A Reuters article that is just now popping up. Um, Okay, I do not know how... How accurate this is. Hundreds of officials who worked for former Republican President G.W. Bush are set to endorse uh, Joe Biden, people involved in the effort said. So this is apparently anonymous because people involved. Yeah. What what people? How are they involved? Um, The latest Republican-led group coming out to oppose the re-election of Donald Trump. Um, the officials, who include cabinet secretaries and other senior people in the Bush administration, have formed a political action committee, 43 alumni for Biden, to support the former vice president and his number in his November third race. Okay, so um, and, uh, Bush, uh, blah blah blah. Three organizers of the group toward Raiders. Bush was the country's 43rd president. Um, Super PAC will launch on Wednesday at the website. Okay, here's the deal. Now, you know, this is making mainstream news. They've been doing polling. Look at the underlying numbers of the polls for polling data that shows that Biden is, is ahead. You have to look at the who, what, when, where, why, and how. Why would these people be supporting Joe Biden and not President Trump? Because they are swamp creatures. Bottom line. These are people that are globalists. They do not love our country as a republic. As a constitutional republic, we are a public, which means we elect people to represent us. And then we get to unelect them. It means that the minority of people will also get a voice. So even though that this is going on out there, this does not bother me. This lets me know that President Trump is over the target. Right. Really pretty simple. Well, they like Biden because he's a puppet. Oh, he's absolutely a puppet. My gosh, he did his press for... Press, uh, Press meeting yesterday, he had a teleprompter, and the question was on competency. He was going to put his competency up against President Trump's competency ever any time. And he had a teleprompter. 
to give the answer. So uh, with all due respect to Joe Biden, uh, apparently he had a brain aneurysm some years ago and he had brain surgery. So um, his brain's not all there. Yeah, which is, uh, well, I don't know. I, I, he does not instill confidence with me. And, and again, like I say, he, from what I've seen, they don't like Trump because Trump is not, he's not a puppet. He's a businessman and he doesn't need money. No. They can't control him. For somebody to give up their life, to be able to go where they want to go, when they want to do it, freedom to do absolutely anything in the world, get enough money to buy a ticket to the moon if he wanted to go. And for him and his entire family, not just himself, Melania, their young son, Darren, their son, Donald, their son Eric, their daughter Ivanka, their daughter, his daughter Tiffany, and all of their extended family, they all had to say yes. They all did. Because they can never go live their lives normally. They just can't. Tiffany is probably about the only one out of all of them that can live their live a life normally. Um, out of out of the four kids. Um, he keeps it all up. He keeps it all up because he loves his country so much that he's willing to give it up. And he also gives up his salary every year, every month. I think, well, I think it's quarterly that he that he writes a check to a another government agency. He has to take a dollar, I think, but he gives the rest of the money away. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he doesn't even take a salary. Um, so for people to say that he's in it for the money, I'd like to know what money they're talking about. Somebody posted on uh, Facebook a meme that, about Joe Biden I thought was kind of funny. It says you can basically write a Joe Biden speech by typing, here's the deal, and then hitting pre- predictive text 20 times. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, let's see here. What else is important that we should talk about, Robin? Um, How about special sessions? Or... I don't even know what happened in the special sessions, so I am. And that's the truth. Um, okay. I, I really, I, because it's a state issue, and I know I should probably pay a little bit more attention to it, but I honestly, I really don't have the time to look at everything. Somebody said something about a bill that affects habeas corpus. I, I honestly haven't even looked at it. Yeah. Uh, the tax was passed on our cell phones. They're not allowed to pa- pass taxes. Um, well, it's just a user fee. Well, voters. On a and, national front, uh, Nancy Pelosi thinks we should make mass mandatory nationwide. Can I? I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say what I'm thinking. I'll be nice. Because I really do need to be nice. And I really am a nice person. Um, they need to stop with this. They want to destroy our country. And that is that is really, really the bottom line of what's going on out there. They want to destroy our nation. So um, 
some of the other things that, that we need to be concerned about, we, we touched on this a little bit, is, um, and I got kind of sidetracked, Senator Merkley, to my knowledge, has not spoken out against the rioters and against the crime and mayhem that they've done. I've not seen him post about it, uh, but he has posted about our horrible, horrible, horrible law enforcement officers. Um, I know that there are some bad officers out there. I know people that have had bad experiences with, with law enforcement. We don't always know all the story of every event that happens, um, no. for the most part. The majority of our law enforcement officers are good people, and they put their lives on the line every single day. If they're, well, even when they're not out on, on duty, their lives are at risk, their families are at risk in some of the communities. Some of the communities, they're, they're fine, they're safe, relatively speaking. Um, I'm going to stand with our law enforcement officers. The ones that are rogue, they need to be dealt with, bottom line. It doesn't matter who's rogue. If you're doing something that's against the law, you need to be dealt with. And uh, you, don't, you don't get a pass. Um, you don't get to claim uh, innocent by, because you're guilty, because you've got it's insanity. Um, so you don't get to do that. Um, especially if you're in law enforcement, I don't think you should pull that uh innocent because of insanity type of defense, you should know better. Mm-hmm. You're in law enforcement, and so you they should know that they can get the help that is needed more than anybody out there. But the, if we don't have our law enforcement, we're going to end up with vigilanteism. Sure. What I would like to see is I would like to see in a lot of the communities, I would like to see law enforcement walk the beat like they used to. Get out there and get to know the people in the neighborhood. Um, I know here in Albany, when we have our concerts at the park, that law enforcement, they're on their bicycles going to the park. They're standing around, they're talking with people. They're just, they're real people, just like you and I. Yeah. They're pants on generally one leg at a time. Um, so we need to, we should give them some honor and respect because they've chosen a very difficult career to go into because they want to, they want people to be safe for the most part. I believe that in their heart that they really want to be a service to people, and that's really really important. So I'm going to stand with our law enforcement officers, and again the ones that are rogue, they need to be dealt with properly, and the unions I think need to get out of the way. I think that's part of the problem is the unions sometimes overprotect their law enforcement officers. I don't know all the history as to why that is. There's probably some good reasons there, but I think with everything, there comes a time when you do need to take a, a second look at it and, and maybe update some of, of the, the rules that, that you have to follow um, that protect people in that, in that arena. Um, so I'm gonna fight for your constitutional rights, and if you don't know what they are, go online. You can see every single thing about the Constitution is all online. The Constitution says what it means. It is very simple. It's not convoluted. Um, it means what it says. So, well, huh? And well, I was going to say and ask yourself this: 
is who who do you want to make the decision for you? Do you want to be able to? Granted, our system isn't perfect, but we we are we do have a better country than a lot of the other countries where we can express our opinions. We can put things on the ballot. We can uh, we can vote. Or would you rather have a group like a mob making those decisions for you? Yeah, we, and that's what they were doing. It. I saw some of the video, and it's just like, oh my gosh, this is just this is just absolutely crazy. So, 4,400 words in the Constitution, roughly, and it it is very simple. It spells out what the role is. Um, it's, and, but but our rights are in the Bill of Rights, and it's and I and I'm thankful that the anti-federalists insisted that these rights be written out because they they were they were correct, and that if these are not codified into our founding documents, that every single one of these things would have been at risk. So the First Amendment, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion nor prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Very simple. Simple words. We don't need 2,500 pages to explain the First Amendment. The Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia, be necessary to the security of a free state the right of people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So I want to talk about this one a little bit, Robin, because that the Second Amendment throws people off. Um, first, let's talk about a free state. This so Israel is a nation state that threw me off for years. I, I didn't understand that. Um, they're a nation, but they're called a nation state. We are the United States. So each state is sovereign unto itself underneath the umbrella of the federal government. United together for one purpose, but yet each state also has its own governing authority. Each state gets to make its own rules, laws, and regulations. They get to decide how many representatives, if any, or how many senators, if any, that they have for the state level, and on down a lot of that mirrors the federal level. They get to decide the, the time and the manner of the election that they have. The federal government, the only thing that they regulate on the federal elections is when, or on the elections is when the uh, election for the president and the Congress is held. Other than that, the states get to decide. Well regulated. It does not mean regulated like we think of as regulation. It means well-honed, prepared, ready to go, to be used. Um, Well-maintained is what that means. And the militia were the everyday people. And and if you do the historical research on that, you find out that they used what was called common firearms. Well, today, they would be talking common firearms. And those common firearms are the millions upon millions upon millions of firearms within this country. And so if you own a firearm, be well-trained so that you know how to use it if you have to use it to protect yourself or to protect others. These were not specifically for hunting now, but anti-federalist papers, when they talk about people having the right to have firearms, they do mention hunting. And the other thing that they actually do say in there is that they were cautious to people that were mentally deranged. My uh, reinterpretation of the mental incapacity there, you'd have to look at the anti-federalist paper. 
to see exactly how they said that, but they did put that in there. So it's just, it's, then this is to keep our country free. If we lose our Second Amendment, we lose the First Amendment, which is all of our freedom to do what it is that we're supposed to do. The Third Amendment is really interesting. No soldier shall in the time of peace be quartered in any homes, whether, uh, or, excuse me, without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. So back then, the soldiers could just say, hey, we're moving in. Yeah, there's no war here, but we're moving in anyway. But the British were really famous at just taking over somebody's home because they wanted to. Um, the Fourth Amendment, the right of people to be secure in their persons, their houses, their papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. So what they did, and I haven't seen this, but I'm going to, I won't use that exactly since I don't know, um, but they cannot just bust into my home without a warrant on good cause and just go rifling through all of my personal effects, they have to have a warrant specifying exactly what they're going to search. So you get to be secure in your, in your property, in your being, in who you are. Um, so please, read the Constitution. Cornell Law is really good write-up on the Constitution and what it means. It is not a living, breathing document other than we can amend the Constitution. That is the part that is living and breathing. And our Supreme Court should not be legislating from the bench. And that is one of the most important jobs of a senator is they affirm the judicial nominee for the federal bench for the Supreme Court that the president puts forward. And as Oregon's U.S. Senator, I am going to make sure that they are constitutionalists, not just in word, but in their past actions that they're going to, that they're going to judge what comes before them according to what the Constitution says should be done, not what popular opinion or precedent means past things that the court has said. They need to get rid of precedent law. Um, they need to base their laws and their decisions on the Constitution. Yeah. Jory, we're getting down to the wire. Uh, yeah. Where are you going to be and um, uh, what's your contact? People can go to my website, Perkins for U.S. Senate, that's F-O-R, not the number four, Perkins for U.S. Senate dot vote. That is the website. They can find me on Facebook. You can look it up under Perkins for U.S. Congress or Perkins for U.S. Senate. It will take you to the same place. Twitter is Perkins for U.S. Senate. Instagram, which I really use, is Perkins for U.S. Senate. And if people want to donate, they can go to the website, Perkins for US Senate.vote. There is a link. Also, can volunteer there, and they can send an email uh, to me through that site as well. And if they call, it will go to my go to an email, and then I will respond or call them back when I see that email. It goes to. Uh, I didn't realize it was going there. I just realized that the other day. I thought, why is that forwarding to my cell phone? Because I changed the forwarding. And I had to do that because of the other crank phone calls that I was doing, trying to pull my personal phone number off of my website, which really bothers me. But um, I was getting some pretty ugly phone calls. So every now and then you got to protect yourself. Well, Robin, thank you so much for letting me ramble with you and sit in for Jay. And I hope that Jay's had a refreshing time on his vacation, wherever it is that he's um, hiding. 
Hopefully he's gotten to go somewhere where he has not been required, quote-unquote, to wear a mask. Yeah, as he said, he's been out on the poodle farm. Um, all right. Well, he's got a lot of poodles. <laughs> oh, okie dokie. Well, thank you all for whoever's listened in out there. I would have loved to have had some questions, but no one wanted to call in. That's perfectly fine. Maybe people are at work, and that's a good thing. Yeah, this is kind of an odd time because people are coming home from work, you know. Yeah. But they can still reach out to you by by the contacts that you said or send us an email uh, talk at caribbeanradio.net and we'll pass it on to Joe Ray and Joe Ray again thank you very much for filling in uh, stay on the line for a few minutes I got something I want to share for you on the computer it may help Jay will be back next week folks at this same time 4 o'clock on Wednesday and we hope that you'll have a great 4th of July despite the way the governor is trying to ruin it for everybody but who cares? <laughs> Just be safe. Yeah, happy and, uh, Independence Day. Happy Independence Day. And let's hope that it can be independent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We are clear. All right. Yeah, I got four screens, two computers going to put on this show. So, <laughs> so it can get a little little hectic at times. Uh, what I wanted to share with you is uh, when you get into... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.